to the First Down Fantasy Football Podcast. This is episode five. I am your host, Jordan Jackson. <clears throat> Excuse me, I am <coughs> getting over being sick. Um, got like a cold or chest thing going on. I'm not too sure. Had to go get tested for the Rona. Came back negative, so good news on that front, but... Yeah, been going through it this past week. Uh, it's kind of why we haven't had a podcast pop up here in the last couple days, but we're going to go ahead and get caught up on that this week. But we got a good show for you guys today. Um, we're going to be going over the four teams that we talked about last week, the Dallas Cowboys, Denver Broncos, Detroit Lions, and the Cleveland Browns. So we're going to go ahead and have a breakdown of each of those teams. We're also going to be reviewing a mock draft I did at the sixth spot. It's a 12-man mock draft, half point PPR. We'll also be uh, touching on my top 12, I know I said 10, but top 12 Wide receivers this year in fantasy, who I think is going to finish at that top 12 at the end of the season. And that's if we finish the season, which I am a strong, hopeful believer it will happen. Please let it happen. But fingers are crossed. We're going to we're going to get there. But before we go ahead and get into all those segments there, we're going to go ahead and touch on some news and not too much going on during training camp. Um, Guys getting nicked up uh minor injuries here and there nothing too serious at least for uh offensive players fantasy guys that we're looking at um some exciting news though today yannick Ngakwe, defensive end for the jacksonville jaguars was finally traded and just a quick little backstory him and jacksonville's front office the the gym they've been beefing um had twitter battles it was very entertaining um I don't understand where or how it all started. I'm guessing it's the fallout when the Jaguars defense was amazing and then they fell apart that following year after losing the AFC Championship to New England. Jalen Ramsey ended up on the Rams. Calais Campbell had left. He's on Baltimore now. And, you know, those rookies or those younger guys were rookies at the time. We're all still stuck there like Miles Jack. Um, I believe they had... uh, I forgot the linebacker's name. He had retired super early. and Yeah, so they're going for full rebuild. Um, they're going to be a team that I'm thinking that, well, with the, we'll go over the trade. So Minnesota sent over a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick. So Jacksonville already has a first-rounder from the Rams for Jalen Ramsey, aside from their own first-rounder, which – let me just point it out there right now. They're going to be tanking for Trevor. And if you guys don't know who Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, he's the quarterback out of Clemson. He's been in the college football uh, spotlight for, I believe, the last two or three years. Has a national championship already under his belt. Dude's a beast. He is getting comparisons to Andrew Luck. Um, he's projected to be the overall number one pick in the NFL draft next year. And, yeah, they he has all the uh, the talent and the makings to be another great quarterback in the NFL. Um, he does have a big arm. Dude's actually a beast. I actually enjoy watching him a lot. He's very entertaining. Um, but, yeah, I think ending up in Jacksonville may not be the best situation for him. Um, hopefully they build around him and give him weapons other than DJ Chark uh, there. We all know Leonard Fournette in the backfield is probably not going to be there too much longer. He's going to be a free agent this next offseason. So don't expect him to be in Duval County too much longer. But good news for Jacksonville. You know, come up on the picks. Get a solid chance to rebuild. They are racking up a bunch of picks. And then good for Yannick Ngakwe. He's going to the Vikings, which definitely need help on that defensive line with Daniil Hunter still there. Um, Everson Griffin was there, ended up signing with the Cowboys, I believe, two weeks ago. So they did have some some holes there, but good for Minnesota. That's going to actually make their defense a lot more competitive. Um, definitely gives them a, a strong strong presence there on the run game as well too to opposing teams so yeah i like to trade for both teams um yeah i'm just i'm curious to see what jacksonville does i have a really bad feeling they're gonna start following the footsteps of cleveland and be the new cleveland browns for the next decade and i don't wish that upon any team but 
I don't know, all the signs are pointing that way, and it's just, I don't know. I like Gardner Minshew. See, like, I want them to roll out with Gardner Minshew. I'd love, dude just doesn't care. He just, he goes on the field, has fun playing football, and you can see that in his game. Dude just likes to go and play football, balls out. Um, I would love for them to build around him, you know, and around their wide receiving. I think they have a pretty decent wide receiving core. Uh, young, but definitely could develop over the uh, next couple years. But yeah, it's just going to be... I hope that doesn't happen to them. Um, I do see Jacksonville, the owners possibly moving out of Jacksonville in the in the future, but we'll see how that is going to happen with just our current current circumstances in the world. But there's always been chatter about them going to London. I know they actually, it's funny, they have, aside from Jacksonville, the most Jacksonville Jaguar fans are actually in London because they play there every year. So if you ever get a chance to look at old uh, games, you will see in the stands like, jaguar fans all throughout the stadium it's freaking awesome so i love that they got that overseas uh popularity and support for sure so anyway that's pretty much that's going on in the news we're gonna go ahead and just jump into the mock draft and so i was picking at the sixth spot and of course you're gonna have your top two guys on the draft boards uh christian mccaffrey saquon then went to camara michael thomas dalvin cook so at the sixth spot, I had the choice there to pick between Ezekiel Elliott, rookie Clyde Hilaire Edwards, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams. Those are all the guys I was going to consider there at the five spot. And with and this is something I want everyone to really take in consideration when they're doing their drafts this year. These teams have not had, you know, a full offseason, uh, not a lot of, you know, they're getting in their team scrimmages now in this past week. No preseason play. So my idea, my viewpoint is, all right, you're going to want to take a guy who's well-established in the offense already, an offense that uses him, and a guy who's done it before, who has a history of getting big numbers and, and having a good fantasy season. And so the clear and obvious choice for me was Ezekiel Elliott. So I took Zeke there. And went on a little run of running backs. There was only one other wide receiver taken in the first round. That was Devontae Adams. Then it came back to me. And I had the choice of, and there was really two, uh, three guys I was looking at here. All right, you know what? Take that back four. And it was Kenny Galladay, that wide receiver, Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey at tight end, and Lamar Jackson at quarterback. All, th- all four of these guys had great seasons last year, and I expect them all to have good seasons this year. I really wanted to take Lamar. Really, really wanted to take Lamar, but I just feel like taking a quarterback in the second round, I just, and especially Lamar, I'm a little uneasy that he's going to return value like he did last year, or just how the numbers he put up last year. You know, I definitely think he can take a step in uh, regressing, but also at the same time, he can just even have a better year which will be absolutely nuts but so i kind of took lamar out of the the equation there so now i was looking at kelsey and eckler and galladay i felt really comfortable with my running back already with zeke being such a strong presence there at running back so i wanted to build the team outside of the running back and so i looked at wide receiver and tight end and i'm a firm believer that tight ends it's a onesie position I don't want to waste an early round pick on a tight end. I'm sorry. Just there's only one Rob Gronkowski, and that's because he did it year in and year out, was someone that you could count on season long. Yes, Kelsey is amazing. Yes, George Kittle is amazing. Uh, Zach Ertz has had his seasons. Mark Andrews, I project him to have an amazing season. But I just couldn't pull the trigger on him. So I, I wanted to get my wide receiving core very strong to match you know my running back I already have there so I took Galladay and I'm going to touch on the Lions and Kenny Galladay later on in the episode but so that's who I took was Galladay then just went back a little bit of a running back run which I'll surprise that I thought wide receivers were going to fly off the board but that's even better because I wanted to build my team around the wide receivers around my pick there with Galladay I'm already comfortable at running back so I had a choice should I take Amari Cooper Adam Thielen Mike Evans those were the three guys that I was looking at. I didn't want to get Mari Cooper. I just I love the Cowboys offense, but I didn't want to really invest my first two picks on Cowboys players. Mike Evans, I'm a little uncomfortable with drafting 
honestly, any bug, I mean, let's not say I'm comfortable. I'm more nervous about if Tom Brady's really going to be Tom Brady down in Tampa. There's a lot of mouths to feed there. Mike Evans has the talent of a number one wide receiver, but he's not going to get a million balls thrown his way. And there's a lot of weapons on that offense. Chris Godwin, Gronkowski, OJ Howard, Cameron Brait still there at tight end as well. And I believe they're got a trio of running backs. I forget the rookie's name. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, I believe. He can catch out of the backfield. Ronald Jones was not really catching, but, you know, he can run. They might throw to him here on there and um, drop down situations, especially when Brady, he's getting blitzed. And then uh, LaShawn McCoy, who can catch out of the backfield. So, you know, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. So... Looking at that, and I just looked at Minnesota and Thielen year in and year out, it looks like him and Kirk Cousins have that solid connection. So I went with Thielen. And so right now my top three picks I had was Zeke, Galladay, Thielen. Another little run on running backs. Um, Then in the fourth round, wide receivers started falling off the board. And the wide receiver who I wanted to fall to us in the fourth is exactly there, and that was Odell Beckham Jr. Snatched him up. I think that was a still... Odell has very high upside. Also, he could do what he did last season. We are going to touch on Cleveland later, so I'm going to let you guys know what I think about Odell later on in the episode. So we're just going to keep flying through these picks. And so it's a little mixed now. You're getting some running backs, some wide receivers going off the board. I got three wide receivers, so I wanted to address that running back position just to give Zeke a little more backup. And I had a choice between Kareem Hunt, DeAndre Swift, and uh, J.K. Dobbins. And so Kareem Hunt split in touches. And we'll talk about Cle- he's another Cleveland back. So we're going to talk about Cleveland in a while. I didn't want two Lions on my team. That being Kenny Galladay and DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is a rookie, but he is going to be split in touches with on Johnson. And J.K. Dobbins is another one who just, he's in a run-heavy offense, so I don't really know how many touches he's going to get with Mark Ingram there, Lamar Jackson running the ball. I'm sure he'll get some third-down work and have his opportunities, but it's just like he's a rookie. He's unproven. We don't know yet. So I went with Cam Akers on the Rams, and this is why. He came out of Florida State. He reminds me so much of Dalvin Cook when Dalvin Cook was at Florida State. He's explosive, catches out of the backfield, and runs freaking hard. And his burst, too, when he hits the uh, seam or just, you know, a trench there in the middle and the line opens it up for him, he full-on goes, blows out of it like hell. It's crazy. So I really like Cam Akers this year. So I swooped up Cam Akers there. Then the run on quarterback started going. So Kyler, Dak Prescott went. And I am someone who wants a mobile quarterback. So I had the choice between Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Took Russ. Russ is proven year in and year out. I love Deshaun, but I more felt comfortable with Russ. And especially just with the uh, the improvement of DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett's still there. They got Greg Olson from Carolina. I know he's on the end of his career. But he's still a solid tight end when he's healthy. So felt comfortable taking Russ there. And, I mean, he's mobile. He uses his feet. Deshaun, I'm a little nervous about his wide receiving core. They got um, For them, they need to stay healthy, plain and simple, for Deshaun Watson to, I think, return value in fantasy this year. He could also use his feet. He's a great player. But between the two, I feel more comfortable with Deshaun. So kind of going down the board. Will Fuller was someone I took in the seventh round. I think he's just someone who can be a deep sleeper. He has the potential to be the number one receiver there in Houston as long as his hamstrings don't cause him injury again. Um, And then moving kind of down the draft board, I'm really building the bench now. So I went really wide receiver heavy there. I have four wide receivers, two running backs. So my next two picks, I took two running backs. I took Matt Breida out of Miami. He used to be on San Francisco. He's a speedster back. He'll be probably getting third down work. So I like what Matt Breida brings to the table, especially as a flex. And then Latavius Murray, who backs up Alvin Kamara in New Orleans. They use both running backs in New Orleans a lot. And if Kamara goes down, Latavius Murray is a top 12 talent. I think he's going to get all the touches. Uh, They'll use him, and he's going to be someone that's going to produce for your fantasy team. So after taking Latavius... Wanted to address my wide receivers again because we did talk touch on Will Fuller being injury prone and then Odell, you know, I'm again 
We're going to talk about Cleveland in a bit, but I wanted to add some more depth to my wide receiver. And on one of our earlier episodes, we were talking about the Arizona Cardinals and someone who I was very, very high on, and that was Christian Kirk. So I took Christian Kirk and in the 10th round, so I was very pleased to get that value there in the 10th round. I think that's really going to round out the wide receivers there for you and is a great depth piece too if it happened and those other receivers go down with an injury or even if one of the receivers on the Cardinals and he just gets more targets thrown his way. I already think he is the slot guy out um, in the Cardinals. He'll probably go on the outside and the slot switch with Larry Fitz here and there, but they use him. He has a connection with Kyler Murray already. So now just kind of rounding out the end of the draft, um, I was comfortable with my receivers. I wanted to add some more depth to my running backs. And then, of course, we'll address tight end and defense and kicker. So I went with Justin Jackson at my next pick. He'll be splitting touches with Austin Eckler, I believe. They did draft Joshua Kelly, the rookie. I don't know too much about him. I'm not really worried about him. I think Justin Jackson has proved that he can be a legit running back in that offense, splitting with Austin Eckler. So I like I liked Justin Jackson over Joshua Kelly, plain and simple. So the next round is round 12. So I was looking at tight end, and there's three guys there. And tight end is a position I like to wait on just because I think it's honestly a position for me I'd just rather stream. Um I don't really care about the tight end too much. I think that there's plenty of guys you can stream and literally just get lucky with. But at the same time, it could hurt you in some weeks. But I'm not, I don't know. I'm just someone who doesn't think highly of the tight end position. So I went with a tight end, though, or at least an offense I know that uses the tight end. That's Pittsburgh. And they have Eric Ebron, who's literally a freaking giant. Ben Roethlisberger's back this year who throws to his tight ends and put two and two together. I think Eric Ebron's going to be a red zone target. He can go vertical and make big plays. And the dude's 6'6", I believe. I mean, Ben, all you really need to do is put it on the top shelf for him to go grab it. Plain and simple. Make it easy. And that's an easy pick there for me. The other two guys I was looking at was Johnny Smith from Tennessee. I think he's going to kind of take over the tight end one role there over Delaney Walker. And he has some uh, big play potential too because he can run after the uh, catch. He's a burner. He can move very quick, uh, good hands. And I think they'll use that tight end position too in Tennessee. And then Mike Gesicki was kind of a sleeper on Miami. He had a couple of good games last year. I think Miami is going to struggle a little bit on offense this year. They'll be coming from behind in a lot of games. So to me, I just wanted to go with Ebron. I know that Pittsburgh is has a great history of using the tight end position. You know, Heath Miller, uh, Vance McDonald, Jesse James. These are all guys who have gotten targets by Ben and all have had good uh, seasons playing with the Steelers. So I wanted to go with Ebron there. Um, and now my last three picks, I wanted to use one of those to try to get a, a sleeper, a, a lottery ticket on running backs. And I took Bryce Love out of Washington. Um, Bryce Love, I believe he came out of Stanford, came into the draft a little injured. I don't believe he had a great uh, combine. He had a pro day. But Washington had taken him in the uh, draft, I believe, one or two years ago. But he's really developed some good things coming out of camp. And, I mean, with Darius Geis uh, being released from the team, uh, you still have Adrian Peterson there. I know they did draft a rookie, but I don't see a rookie really getting the opportunity of someone who they've already invested in being Bryce Love. So I think Bryce Love will have first crack at it. And, um, you know, if he hits, cool. And if he doesn't, he's someone I can drop and go and hit the waivers with. And with my defense and kicker, never draft a defense early. So with my defense, since I'm a homer, I took the Broncos. I know that defense. I like what they bring to the table. So I got the Broncos there as my D. And with my kicker, I took Matt Gay from Tampa Bay. Now with kicker, you should look at teams that are able to move the ball up and down the field. So let's put it this way. I wouldn't take the kicker from the New York Jets. I wouldn't take the kicker from Jacksonville. Teams that are going to struggle and not be really good this year are just, yeah, the kickers, I'm not really interested in them. Like Las Vegas is another one, the Raiders. I'm just going a different direction. Try to look for a kicker that's on a uh, high-scoring, high-octane offense. So but that's it. That's my uh, the mock draft we did with the sixth spot. 
Um, we'll have a couple more of those. I know it is already draft season, but I know some people are doing drafts uh, Labor Day weekend, which is coming up here uh, this coming week. And then the following week, we have the season start. So it's coming up quick. Um, I have a couple mock drafts myself, or not mock drafts, but actual drafts coming up as well. So I'll try to get those out as much as we can. I think the next position we'll do is at probably, I don't want to do that one spot, but I'm thinking maybe the two or three spot we'll hit on the next show. So real quick, before we get into our team breakdowns, I'll go ahead and just give you guys my top 12 wide receivers, starting from 12 to, we'll go to 12 to 8. Number 12, I got Kenny Galladay on Detroit. He's the established number one now. Detroit's going to be passing from behind a lot, I think, in this coming season. They're going to going to be a tough season for Detroit. We're going to get more in depth on that team here in a little bit, but Kenny Galladay, I have him finishing in that top 12 at that 12 spot. Number 11 was DJ Moore, and we had talked about the Carolina Panthers offense. I think DJ Moore is going to have a phenomenal season. He's going to be getting most of the targets in Carolina, uh, most receptions, I believe, in Carolina. I think he's going to have the most receiving yards in Carolina and probably the most touchdowns as well, too. So I think he's going to be a huge fantasy asset to own and especially where you can get him at in drafts i've seen him go in like the fourth and fifth round so i like dj Moore as my 11th uh pick for top wide receivers and for number 10 9 and 8 we're gonna go ahead and just touch on those real quick stefan diggs in buffalo he's another guy with josh allen i think just catching uh deep balls making plays with that um with that offense being the way it is pass not pass happy but Allen likes to throw um and he likes to go for big shots and I think that and just Stefan Diggs you know go hand in hand at uh, number nine I got Cortland Sutton we're going to touch on the Broncos here in a, in a minute but Cortland Sutton's a big physical receiver he was someone that was breaking out last year but I think with the added weapons um the Broncos had gotten over the offseason it's really setting up for Sutton to have even just that next step into stardom and just becoming one of the top wide receivers I believe in the NFL and then number eight I got OBJ and this just might be because I'm a fanboy call it what it is but OBJ's talented I don't think he's gonna have two bad seasons in a row um, regardless if Baker is trash or not i don't think baker's going to be as bad as he was last year but i see odell having a better season than he did last year and yeah i got him projected finishing at the uh, the eight spot there on re uh, wide receivers so now i'm going to go ahead and touch up from seven to three and then i'll hit you guys with my top two and we'll get into these team breakdowns and get out of here so number seven mike evans we kind of tucked, uh, touched on tampa bay there in the uh, draft a lot of mouths to feed but I'm looking at the talent and looking at the team. If Brady does have that arm still, Mike Evans is going to get his opportunities to score and to make big plays. So I like Mike Evans there at number seven. Uh, number six is D Hop. Uh, we talked about him on episode one. The reason why I put D Hop at six is just because he is going to a new team. If he would have stayed with Houston, I probably would have had him in my top three. But it was just going to a new team, still trying to get that chemistry down with Kyler Murray. I think that the offense will be. High scoring, pass happy. He's going to get his uh, opportunities, and I like him finishing at number six. Um, number five, I had. Uh, I can't read my chicken scratch. Give me one sec. Was Julio Jones, and so Julio. I think this is kind of the passing of the torch for him. Um, passing over to Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, I think, is going to start really taking over, and just even watching the games getting more favorable looks from Matt Ryan, but at the same time, Matt Ryan and Julio have a history. Julio stays healthy. He's going to finish in the top five. I'm someone that doesn't like to think players are going to get injured, so this is Julio staying healthy, being a red zone target as well, too. And yeah, I got him finishing at number five. He's probably going to get, a, I think he'll get a lot of touchdowns this year. Not as many receiving yards, but I think he is going to be someone in the red zone that's going to start getting a little more attention and more looks there as well. And then number four is Tyree Kill. He's on Kansas City, and Patrick Mahomes is throwing him the ball, and he's fast. That's all I really need to say. He's going to score. He's going to get yards. He's going to have berserker games where he can win you a week. There might be a couple weeks where he's you know a little more quiet, but overall, I like Tyree Kill. He's an amazing talent. Dude's just stupid fast. Um, 
Reminds me of the kid from Incredibles. <laughs> he is, man. He just It's funny even to see his teammates, like, you know, they're about to score, and he will catch them before they get to the end zone and, like, escort them into the end zone. It's freaking hilarious. And then even, too, whenever he uh, breaks away on a play, I love he just looks back and throws the peace sign to any defender. <laughs> and it's honestly, I just... He's he's funny. I think it's yeah. He's very comical. It cracks me up just with his on-field antics. But uh, yeah, Tyreek Hill's at number four, and uh, number three, and this is the guy who finished number one last year is Michael Thomas. Um, we're gonna touch on New Orleans later in a couple. Uh, I think a couple episodes down, but um, New Orleans, I think missed their window. I don't have them getting to that Super Bowl that they've been honestly trying to get to forever. Um, with that being said, I do think they take a step back. I think Breeze is going to struggle a little more. Thomas will dominate targets. He will get his yards. He will get his touchdowns. I don't think he's going to have as good as a season as he did last year, and that's why I put him at number three. Number two. Now, this is someone that was very unexpected, and especially on how he did last season. And I'm just going to tell you real quick, he finished at number nine last season. We're going to touch on his team actually today. And that's Amari Cooper. And I'm again, I'm going to go more in detail when we touch on Dallas, but I think Amari's finally going to live up to this potential that he had coming out of the draft and coming out of Alabama. I'm just going to leave it right there. I think he's going to finish at number two. And my projected number one is Devontae Adams. I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to come in with that chip on his shoulder and Devontae Adams is going to eat. I think he's going to finish with the most touchdowns, most receiving yards, most receptions overall stay healthy and all the, all those good things are going to come and i think Devonte for sure is going to finish at number one i say that confidently um in one of my drafts i'm picking at 11 i really hope he falls to me there but yeah Devonte adams is my projected number one overall receiver so we're going to go ahead and transition and get into these teams we are trying to cut the episodes down a little shorter i know we hit a 40 burger last time so we're going to go ahead and try to trim the fat a little more this is still a work in progress but i do appreciate all the love and support and feedback um we're, we're even going global got some people in australia listening so that was shocking but also you know what i just i love that people love fantasy football all over the world so appreciate that but we're gonna go ahead and jump into our first team here and that is the cleveland browns so quick little view at their schedule they open up at baltimore followed by cincinnati and washington i like their first three games there i think baltimore is gonna be a good test for this browns team i don't have them winning that game but i think they're gonna show that they can compete um, with some of the best in the league and that they definitely have gotten better than last season so I think, yes, they're going to take an L, but I think that's going to be a good fantasy game all around. Um, I think Odell, Jarvis Landry are going to have pretty good games. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they're all going to have their opportunities and touches. Um, and then the next two games against Cincinnati and Washington, both, I mean, Washington's defense, I, I think they're going to be better than they were last year. And Cincinnati just has a trash defense, just, yeah, it's a trash bag. They need to start building that up, but... Yeah, I like those first three uh, games for Cleveland. And then kind of going out through the season, you know, they got some losses here. Um, they got them losing to Dallas. That's week four. They're going to get back-to-back wins against Indy and Pittsburgh. Week seven, take a loss to Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Week eight, they're going to beat Las Vegas. They're going to hit their bye on week nine. And then on uh, week 10 through week 17, I have them getting four losses and four wins and this team's going to finish at nine and seven so that's a good improvement i mean still I'm, i might be flirting with the wild card uh, especially since the playoff format is uh, they reformatted it to now seven teams so they could be a team that's playing for that seventh spot um yeah i think they take a big step forward this year i think baker has improvement i think this team starts becoming an actual team and what everyone thought they would be finally i think they have a much needed 
overall just well-minded head coach with Greg Stefanski coming from Minnesota. He was the offensive coordinator there. And the reason why I like Stefanski for Cleveland is Stefanski was drawing up the plays for Minnesota with Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen. So he knows what it's like to have two great wide receivers to work with. And I think uh, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are a better duo than Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen which is why I see those guys being great fantasy assets and also why this team takes a step in the right direction offensively. Defensively, um, they are they already lost their rookie, Grant Delpit. He was someone actually that got injured um, last week. I believe it was an Achilles tear, so I feel, I feel really bad for the rookie there coming out of LSU. But other than that, they, they got good corners. Greedy Williams, Denzel... Uh, Ward at corner as well too um, and then Miles Garrett's back on the line and yeah they're going to start I think they're going to start focusing that team more on the defense they finally got a good lineman this year too to protect Baker and to hopefully help the running game out but we're going to go ahead and jump on the fantasy players you're going to want to own and we're just going to start out with my guy Odell Beckham go get him I want I want Odell on every single one of my fantasy teams this year. Last year he finished at number 26, and that was with a bad season. This year I think again he's going to finish in the top 12. I have him at number eight. I think Odell's going to help a lot of teams stay afloat this year and give you some solid games, maybe some blow up games for sure. So I like Odell this year a lot. Jarvis Landry is another safe guy, uh, especially if you're in PPR leagues. He finished at number 13 last year in half point scoring. Um, Plains, I just think he's going to finish top 20. He's going to be a top 20 guy. He's going to be a reception monster, someone that Baker looks for underneath a lot. Um, and then at tight end, and so it's like, I didn't get why they signed Austin Hooper, but now I kind of understand more digging deeper on it. And David and Joku is their tight end they still have. He's a me guy. He's only worried about himself seems to come off as a selfish player and this is just off the reports that i've read i don't mean i don't know the guy personally but yeah he's just worried about himself his own numbers isn't really a team friendly guy and already requested a trade i guess the gm they try to you know talk him into you know staying and and working it through so it seems like that's the direction they're going in but they still went and signed austin hooper who had a great season last year with matt ryan and the falcons finished at number six on tight end this year, I think he's going to be another top 10 guy. Where do I think he finishes top 10? I'm comfortable with putting him between 8 and 6 again, somewhere around that range on the bottom 5. Um, he's going to be someone that's going to get his, his looks in the red zone, um, especially in the you know dry, on drives, especially when Odell and Jarvis are having trouble. They do have some good cornerbacks matching up with them this year. I mean, even that first week against Baltimore, I think Austin Hooper is going to be a very serviceable tight end um, to that offense. So, yeah, draft Austin Hooper of confidence. And now my last player to own, and it's a little crazy, but I like Kareem Hunt a lot. Because I like him, one, you can get him later in drafts. You don't have to spend a first or second round pick to get him like you do with Nick Chubb. And two, Kareem Hunt, just remember when he was on Kansas City. He balled the F out as a rookie. He's a man amongst boys, honestly. I didn't know he was that good. He can catch out of the backfield. He can run routes like a wide receiver. And he runs the ball hard as hell. I like Kareem Hunt a lot. I think you could get him in the sixth, seventh round. And he's going to be a great flex starter for you on those weeks that they're going up against some weak defenses. And maybe even against strong defenses, just as a switch-up guy for Nick Chubb. And let's go ahead and talk about Nick Chubb. So I do not like... I like Nick Chubb, but I not like his price tag. I don't want to spend my first or second round pick on him. The reason why is because he is splitting touches with Kareem Hunt. So why not get the other guy who you can get later that is still going to get you know those opportunities and those looks now yes Nick Chubb is probably the better of the two I don't really care I want the guy I want touches I want opportunities you can be the best player but if you're not if you're getting equal touches it doesn't matter to me then because Kareem Hunt could still give me the production that Nick Chubb does and, and just I mean Nick Chubb finished at number seven last year I haven't finishing in the top 20 again. I think this Browns offense is going to take a step forward. But, yeah, Nick Chubb is just someone I don't want to draft early. Now, if he falls you in the third, okay, it's a no-brainer. Take him. 
but in those top two rounds, I'm just, I'm not a fan. And my last player to avoid, and this is someone who I wouldn't draft. You could probably get him in waivers. Um, but he, if you do draft him or count him as your quarterback, he can either make your week or break your week. And that's Baker Mayfield. I think I need to see a solid month of play before I feel confident putting Baker Mayfield in my fantasy lineup. Um, that's pretty much it. Just I need to see consistency. I want to see consistency. And until he does that, I'm not going to feel comfortable putting him in my lineup. He finished at quarterback 19. He does have top 12 potential. But with that being said, go and prove it. Go out there, have the good games, put the numbers up. And yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll get started, okay? Plain and simple. But we're going to go ahead and just flex on over to our next team here and this is a team again i'm very excited about and is the dallas cowboys so last year they finished at eight and eight i'm not going to go ahead and break down the whole schedule because i think they're going to dominate this year so we'll just leave it at that but i have them opening up on a seven game win streak sorry i had to count that but yes i think they're going to open up seven and oh they are Playing some pretty good teams there, but I just think the offense and the defense to match, they're going to really shock the the, the uh, NFL world and actually living up to the hype and the potential for once. I think Dak Prescott is, I already said, he's my MVP. That's who I'm picking for MVP this year. I think he's going to have his best year. And I plain and simple just have this Dallas Cowboys team finishing at 13 and 3. Um, I do have them losing to Philly right before their bye week and have them taking a loss there to Baltimore who can honestly be a Super Bowl preview. And then their last game, I don't think they're going to play their starters, so whoop-de-doo for the Giants. But on the Cowboys, we're going to go ahead and just touch on those players to own and I'm going to make this pretty quick. Players to own... All of them. Go get them all. Get yourself a Dallas Cowboy. Um, I wouldn't. I mean, Blake Jarwin has top twelve potential, but Zeke Elliott, Mari Cooper, Zeke finished at number four last year. I think he's going to finish in the top two. He's going to be. I think in the best offense this year. I have Zeke finishing in the top two at running back. Mari finished at nine last year. I think he's going to finish in the top 10 again. I Again, I had him finishing at number two. He doesn't finish at two, okay, but he's still going to finish in the top 10. Just I think he's going to finish at number two. That's where I have him projected. Michael Gallup is finishing at number 22 last year, and I have him in the top 15. You know, with this high-powered offense, I think he's going to get his deep targets. He's going to be able to make plays, and someone Dak's going to use to really stretch the field with. So I like Gallup in that top 15 range. And then the rookie, uh, C.D. Lamb, uh, played at Oklahoma last year. Um, he was a, He was very impressive coming out of college. Uh, route running, can go get the ball at a high point, and coming out of the combine, the comparison was to DeAndre Hopkins, uh, just with his route running, his body, just how he moves on the field, and I can definitely see it. He's kind of long and lanky guy, and just he's able to make a lot of plays, and he's got really good feet, so, you know, toe touches, making great plays, um, see all that coming for C.D. Lamb. Um, a solid handcuff who, I mean, it's not someone you're going to want to start, but Tony Pollard, because God forbid if Zeke does go down, Tony Pollard is going to feast. And he's a third down guy. He's a little water bug, but he can catch out of the backfield and he's got some speed on him. So those are the uh, Cowboy players that I like to own. Jarwin, I mean, he finished at number 28. I think there's too many maps to feed. Have him finishing in the top 12. He'll have his good games, but I don't think he's going to be someone you want to count on every week. Oh, and we're going to talk about kickers. Go get Greg Zerline. I think Greg Zerline is going to be a great kicker for you, Don. So go get Greg Zerline. So playing, I just want to go ahead and get this message out. Go get a Cowboy. You will not regret it. They're going to dominate this year. End of story. We're going to go ahead and get on our next team, which is the uh, My Denver Broncos. Oh, man, I'm such a homer. I do not care. So they went 7-9 and nine last year, but let me sell this to you. We open up against Tennessee, and we're going to beat Tennessee. We then play Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, we're going to beat Pittsburgh. 
And then week three, we play Tampa Bay, and we're going to take an L. It's okay. It's a learning experience. But we're going to come out and compete. I have us finishing at 11-5. and five. I know that is very generous of me. I think we are a 10-win team with our roster. Um, the only thing that I see holding us back, and this is actually what I'm still just skeptical about and I'm nervous about, is our quarterback, Drew Locke. And just out of the family, we'll go ahead and touch on the fantasy players to avoid right now, and I don't want to have drew lock on my team until i see him do it he's kind of in that baker mayfield conversation with me i need to see the consistency i need to see you have consistent good weeks and showing honestly that big play potential and that's you're someone who can lead a team and lead an offense so he's a player that i'm on the fence about but if you start seeing you know those first couple games he's breaking out blowing up I like, I mean, then go get him. He's going to be on the waivers. Go put a claim in for him. The other only player I have on this team to avoid, and that's KJ Hamler. He's a third string wideout. He's our speedster. He's going to be able to stretch the field. Um, probably be the, you'll see him get like deep bombs, kind of like a Tyreek Hill or a Mikko Hardman, but he's just, I mean, he's a rookie, so I don't really have high expectations for him this year. But the players you're going to want to own on this Broncos team Portland Sutton, we've already talked, touched on him, finishing number nine on my uh, wide receiver list. He finished at number 19, so I don't think it's impossible to move up 10 spots. Um, newly acquired running back Melvin Gordon sat out the half the year last year and still finished at running back 23, so it just gives you a little insight on his talent there. Uh, he's going to finish top 15, I think, this year. He could ca uh, catch out of the backfield, make big plays, hit the hole. Just got to make sure you stay healthy. Um, but with this rejuvenated Broncos line, I see Melvin Gordon having a pretty solid uh, workload cut out for him, splitting with Philip Lindsay. And we're going to go ahead and just touch on Philip Lindsay, who finished at 19. I think he's going to finish top 25 again. He's another guy who can make big plays, who can, honestly, if he gets an opportunity and gets a hole there in the line, he's gone. He is someone that is very quick, very he has agility, just bursts, all those fast words you want to use to describe a player philip lindsay has it and he's a homegrown kid university of cu love that the broncos have him on the squad and that he's blowing up like that's freaking awesome it's just it's something you re see in a movie read out of a book just yeah philip lindsay he's i think someone that's going to be a lifelong bronco i love watching him play it's very exciting yeah, I think he's going to finish top 25. Our rookie, Jerry Judy, Judy, coming out of Alabama, I think he's got top 30 potential. Again, with the offseason um, and not having really that chemistry with Drew Locke, and even if Drew Locke struggles, even that's going to kind of hinder him a little bit more since he is the number two. But I think he has good upside. Um, he'll be able to give you some serviceable weeks. And he's going to, honestly, I think make things a lot easier for Cortland Sutton as well, too, just with his ability to make big plays, with his route running, with how crisp his cuts are. I think he, on in football world, he's going to make Chris, uh, not Chris, Cortland Sutton's life a lot easier. He's going to show some much promise um, for the future. But as a rookie, I don't think he's going to go and dominate right away. And then the this is someone, again, I'm talking about tight ends. This is someone you may want to look at later on in the drafts. I think Noah Fant's going to break the hell out this year. And he's going to be one of those guys that you're going to want to target in your drafts. He has big play potential. He's a tight end that can move like a wide receiver. And he's huge. But he's... Again, fast words, jets, agility, burst, all the above. He's got it. He can catch, break tackles, and he's gone. Came out of Iowa, same school as George Kittle and TJ Hawkinson, who's going to be on the next team we touch on. But yeah, I like Noah Fant this year a lot. He finished at tight end 16. Um, I have him finishing in the top seven. I think he will be someone that Drew, look, Drew Locke looks for in the middle. Um, and I also think he's going to get some red zone targets, just being a big body there in the red zone if they're not able to get the run game going. I think that he's someone that you can throw it up there and make him go uh, make a play. But... Yeah, Draft Sutton. He's going to be a star. I think he's going to have a great season. Um, yeah, just this offense, this team, I think, is on the shoulders of Drew Locke. I want to believe in the kid, but I do not believe in John Elway, and that is a whole different discussion. But 
let's go ahead and transition on to our next team and we'll go ahead and break after this but let's talk about the detroit lions the ford family oh boy let's find some good things to say about detroit no i'm just kidding we got some good things to say about detroit at least this year uh they went three and twelve and one last year and looking at their schedule i got them finishing six and ten and honestly they're one of those teams where i think they're just gonna be fantasy friendly they have a, a trio of weapons that i think are gonna be fantasy friendly and that's kind of where i'm just keeping detroit at they have a decent playoff schedule against Green Bay, Tennessee, and Tampa Bay, and that's fantasy playoff schedule. Um, they open up against Chicago, Green Bay, and Arizona at the beginning of the year, but those are all teams I think they're going to be able to pass on and, and move the ball with. But we're just going to jump over right away just to the player's zone because there's not really too much on this Detroit team that I like. And um, three guys, I'm just going to hit on them real quick, is Matt Stafford, Marvin Jones, and Kenny Galladay. Marvin Jones used to be the number one, has that chemistry, has that comfortable um, feel with Matt Stafford. They trust each other. They've been playing with each other for years now. So, you know, Marvin Jones is going to get his targets. He's going to get his looks, and he can make big plays as well. Kenny Galladay, again, have him finishing at the number 12 wide receiver. Go draft him. I mean, I took him in the second round. I could have, you know, I could have waited, but I like his potential. He's someone that can finish in that top 12. I mean, he could finish higher than 12. I just have him at 12, but he could definitely go higher. He has the potential for that, and especially when they're going to be losing in a lot of these games or trying to keep up in a lot of these games, they're going to have to pass the ball. Uh, and Matt Stafford, someone who I think is just going to have a ton of attempts this year for passing. Um, he's not really a rushing quarterback, but... As long as he can stay healthy, I think he has a good chance at having a decent fantasy season. And he was someone last year before he did get hurt. I believe he was a top five quarterback um, in fantasy, that is. And it was just based off of them being down in games and just how do you get back in games that you're down in? And then by a lot, you pass. You try to pass the ball. You try to prolong the game. Let you guys go make plays. And Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones have shown they can do that. So I think that's going to kind of be their same formula this year. Now the players to avoid, and then there's a guy who's in the middle. So you want to either... You want to own him, but I think you're going to want to own him at a certain point in the season, and I'll touch on him in a sec. But the two players that I'm avoiding on this team is TJ Hawkinson. I think he's got some more growing pains to go through. Um, I think he's a great talent. I think he's going to be a, a tight end for the future for sure, but just I don't see it yet. Um, still, he hasn't even really got to build that chemistry with Stafford. They played a couple games with each other last year. He had, I believe, a good week one and a week two. Um, and then other than that, he disappeared. You know, we didn't hear from TJ Hawkinson for the rest of the season. So I'm avoiding the big hawk this year. And Carrion Johnson's the other guy. He's a great talent. He just can't stay healthy. He's made out of glass. I he's an injury prone guy. And he hasn't shown that he could stay healthy. And unfortunately, what the Lions went and addressed in the draft this year was running back. Not in the first round, but the second round. And I believe this guy who we're gonna talk about now is his replacement. And that is DeAndre Swift. So DeAndre Swift came out of Georgia. I swear Georgia produces some of the best running backs in the league. But DeAndre Swift, from comparisons and just film and tape, he, all the speed words, jets, burst, uh, no, not flames, but fast, whatever. He's that guy. He has all those qualities. He can also catch out of the backfield. And watching him a lot, he reminds me of Alvin Kamara just a little bit faster so I think definitely he's gonna be someone that you'll be excited to get later on this thing you don't get him late round because I've seen him go sixth seventh round but he's gonna be someone that you're gonna to want to play or not play but keep a whole play him in some games I'm back and forth on him DeAndre Swift is gonna be a second half of the season guy and I think that's what I'm trying to say they're gonna give carry on probably the first shot I don't think Carrion's going to have too much, you know, success. And then they're like, all right, well, might as well let the rookie play. And then I think DeAndre Swift's going to be literally a spark plug, a sign of hope for this team. And I see him just taking over this backfield. Touches, third down work, the whole shebang. 
DeAndre Swift will probably be someone that we're talking about in the first and second round next year because he's going to have that starting role. And based off his talent alone, I think that's what's going to make him a huge fantasy asset. So draft him, stash him, keep him on your bench. It will pay off. He can be someone that can help you, especially in those championship weekends. But just to go ahead and close up on the lines, you know, look for that trio, Galladay, Stafford, Marvin Jones. Those are all guys you can get. Galladay, you'll have to spend uh, first, or, not first, but a second, third round pick on. But Jones and Stafford, you can easily get later on in your, your drafts. And I think they'll be reliable. They'll be good uh, depth on your bench as well, too. And again, this is going to be a Lions team that's going to be playing from behind a lot this year and trying to get back in it. So before we go ahead and break, we're just going to talk about the next show, episode six, Return of the... uh, Not Return of Anything. Return of me from not being sick anymore. How about that? But let's go ahead and talk about the teams we're going to be talking about. Green Bay Packers, Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, I'm over the Jags already. We're not going to have a lot of good things to say to them. So we're going to go ahead and add a team, and let's throw in Kansas City. So we'll have a five-banger, five teams on the next episode. Look out for that. I believe we're going to get that out tomorrow evening. Uh, That would be Monday. And... Is that Monday the 31st? So yeah, we'll have that out there tomorrow. So a lot of fantasy assets on uh, four of those teams. <laughs> and um, just before we break, man, I uh, this past week has been crazy. Um, aside from just health stuff that I've been going through, and I think that the whole world's been going through. Um, just what's going on in the world now, man. Just we need change. I can't believe what's going on in or what happened in Kenosha. It's extremely sad and just it hurts you know it hurts a lot man we really need change um we need to get out there and vote and we need to continue to just keep fighting this thing and keep strong and stay together honestly and you know i don't have a big platform but you know what i'm going to use it to speak on it and you know do the right thing and I think we all know what's right and what's wrong. And it's unfortunate not everyone thinks that same way, but just know we need change. We need to stick together, show each other love, be there for one another, and get out there and vote. Most importantly, get out there and vote. That's gonna really what's gonna, I think, shift the momentum in this country. And yeah, it's just, we need to get this guy out of office. And I mean, plain and simple. I have no no shame in saying that. I also want to send out some prayers. Um, Cliff Robinson, former Portland Trailblazer, passed away. Um, of course, Jacob Blake. It's sent some prayers out to, to the Blake family. And then last but not least, and this one really hurt me, um, Chadwick Boseman, man, um, fought cancer for four years. And, you know, rest easy, King. Um, an amazing actor, an amazing talent, uh, Wakanda forever, and just prayers out to the Bozeman family. But on that note, I want to go ahead and just say thank you for everyone for listening. Um, and you guys will hear from me again tomorrow. Have a good evening and be safe.